If you look at really good leaders, they ask really good questions and they're really good at listening. So for me, switching to the conversation format where there are no set questions uh, and we're just you know having a good conversation, you really have to do both of those things. You have to ask really good questions to keep kind of the attention of your audience and you have to be a really good listener. Are you ready to become a world-class interviewer, stand out with your podcast, and create an incredible audio experience for your listeners so that they keep coming back to your show and become raving fans? Welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery, a weekly interview show where you will hear world-class podcast hosts and interviewers share their stories, tips, and strategies on how to become a master interviewer and hone your craft as a host. Are you ready to boost your confidence and inspire the masses? If so, buckle up, my friend, because this podcast will show you how. I'm your host, Tibor Nod, founder and host of the top-ranked Mindset Horizon podcast. Welcome, my friend, back to the podcast interview mastery show. I'm super grateful for you tuning into this podcast today. I really hope that today's episode is going to be highly valuable to you. But before we dive in, I wanted to mention that I've created a Facebook group called the Podcast Interview Nation Community, where we can support each other along the way to the top. If you feel inspired to join this community of dedicated podcast hosts who are serious about their show and aiming to become world-class, join the community at MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. That's again, MindsetHorizon.com forward slash interview nation. I'm more than excited to welcome you and connect with you in the Facebook group. And now let me introduce today's guest. So today I'm joined by Paul Muscale, who is a business coach and small business owner focused on helping small business owners build a great business and an even better life. Paul's focus is on building businesses that can thrive without the owners so they can uncover the income and freedom they know is possible. At the beginning of today's episode, we talk about why Paul started his podcast, The Business Owner Freedom Formula, and what mistakes he made as an interviewer at the beginning of his podcasting journey, what he learned from them, and how he became a better interviewer. In the middle of the episode, Paul shares his exact guest communication workflow, and he explains how he prepares for interviews and what exactly he does before interviewing his guests. Closer to the end, we talk about the importance of curiosity, how to maintain it over time, and the importance of choosing your guests wisely. If you want to find out more about today's guest, then check out the free resources, interview tips, book recommendations, and detailed show notes. Simply head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. That's again, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. And so without any further ado, let's welcome today's guest, Hi, Paul, and welcome to the Podcast Interview Mastery Show. Thanks, Tibor. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you today with a fellow podcaster. And I wanted to start with your, with your journey. Talk to us a little bit more about your podcast and the mission of your show and why you started podcasting in the first place. Yeah. So I started podcasting really, you know, because I thought it was one, I was a a avid podcast consumer. So once I really started kind of 
a personal development journey working on my business. I've always owned local businesses here uh, in North Carolina, uh, east coast of the U.S. And, you know, once I really started to pro propel that business, it was because reading books and listening to podcasts. So I just loved what the podcast platform could do, especially because you can consume content while doing something else and not have it being dangerous. Like we've all seen the people trying to read a book while they're driving a car, you know, or they're trying to, you know, read a book and exercise and then, you know, it falls down, but you can literally listen to a podcast anywhere. And that's really where I found myself consuming so much of it, whether I was cutting the grass, riding my bike in the car, uh, you know, so I thought what yeah. better way uh, to get my message out there than a podcast. So my business journey kind of brought me there uh, in the sense that my first local business, I was able to scale it up, uh, you know, went through all the trials and tribulations, almost quit, had success, worked a whole bunch of hours, uh, eventually delegated and automated everything. And then I sold my business. And a lot of people started asking me, well, how did you do that? You know, that's really interesting. Uh, I would love to do that in my business. I help business owners, you know, really build an awesome business and an even better life. And the way we do that is building a business that can thrive without the owner. So uh, that is kind of how my podcast, Business Owners Freedom Formula Show, was born. Uh, my belief is our business should be the number one vehicle to empower us, enable us to do what we really want to do in this world, you know, achieve that ultimate freedom. So we really focus on bringing on awesome guests that can help other business owners. And it's all about how can we give them one tip, one tool, one little nugget that they can take with them, implement it that day uh, so that they can get closer to achieving their definition of ultimate freedom. And everyone's definition is different. Uh, and that's the first question I ask everybody when they come on the show is what is your definition of ultimate freedom? Just to you know, really get a good idea of you know why do you, why do we do what we do, and if we can really dial that in, then it'll make it a lot easier to, you know, figure out what we need to do every day. So that's why I started podcasting. You know, and what I really love about it all, out of all the things about it, is just being able to interview really interesting, really awesome, really successful entrepreneurs every single day. Not only for my guests, but to be honest, I get a ton out of it too. Uh, because, you know, I, I'm grateful enough to have some really awesome people come on the show. So that's kind of how I was born. We're, you know, over three years now, three and a half years at time of recording, we've got 400 plus episodes. And out of that, I want to say it's about 170 interviews. <laughs> well, that's pretty amazing. So I'm sure that you have learned some techniques and, and things along the way. So when it comes to, for example, interviews, if you look at your journey, how was it in the beginning? So what, what struggles did you have when it came to interviews or were you already, you know, fearless? Uh, I was definitely not fearless. So I had one podcast uh, actually before Business Owners Freedom Formula. Uh, and that's probably where I cut my teeth, made every mistake that you could think of. And then I've still made mistakes along the way. But, you know, a couple of things I would tell everybody. One, you know, whatever you record today that is going to be, you know, the, your best recording until you record another one. And you're always going to improve. And if you go back and listen to anyone's first interview, it's terrible. Uh, for me, I really love more of a conversation instead of the set questions. So my first podcast, I think we had like 30 or 40 episodes and then I called it a day, uh, was kind of following the the uh, EO Fire, the, the JLD format, where it's just the same questions to everybody and to mm. me, I just didn't like it. I thought being a systems and processes person that, oh, this is great. I don't have to think. I don't really have to do a lot of work. I just show up, ask these same questions. 
But mm-hmm. to me, it just felt a little too choppy, uh, you know, a little too maybe disingenuine because we really didn't get to hear people's stories and really get some good tidbits. So I trashed that podcast, started my new one, and that was where I really committed to becoming a really good interviewer by creating really authentic conversations. And I realized that's what I like to consume. I love just listening to, you know, a conversation where we don't really know where it's going, but the the host is asking the exact same questions that I would want to ask. So, you know, I kind of put myself in my ideal listener's shoes, uh, which is small business owners. And what questions would they be asking this, you know, this person on the podcast? So I've learned a ton. You're going to get better every day. I tell everybody in podcasting is every day that you keep going is another day somebody else quits. Because if you look for any podcast, whenever you're searching for a new podcast, and if you're doing keyword research or looking at podcasts, you know, recommendations, there are way too many that haven't put out an episode in a long time, way too many that don't put out episodes consistently. And there's plenty of podcasts that never make it to even 10 episodes. So, you know, it's a labor of love. Uh, but when you can really keep pushing forward, keep learning, keep improving, uh, you are going to make a difference. And I think that's the key is having kind of that vision, that mission down of what you really want to create and why you want to create it. Mm, I love that. And I really love the fact that you actually, you know, had this shift with this uh, interview format or preparing for an interview because, yeah, this is what I've also been trying to do. I didn't feel that the same questions would work when becoming a better interviewer. So how did you become better at it? So what did you do exactly or how do you feel that you're becoming better? Yeah, it's a great question, Tibor. So I think it really comes down to being a really good leader. So when I was thinking about coming into the pod, this podcast today and how do, how do we become a good interviewer, if you look at really good leaders, they ask really good questions and they're really good at listening. So for me, switching to the conversation format where there are no set questions uh, and we're just you know having a good conversation, you really have to do both of those things. You have to ask really good questions to keep kind of the attention of your audience, and you have to be a really good listener. Whereas my first podcast, you know, I was just kind of reading the five or six questions that I asked, and then oh, what's your top book? Oh, what's your top this? And it just you know I wasn't fired up. I wasn't excited about it. So. You know, for me now, I do the research, I go on their website, I look at, you know, their journey and uh, find some bullet points that I would like to dive into that I think would be relevant, but my conversation isn't tied to those bullet points. So I tell all my guests, the only set question is the very first one, what is your ideal view of ultimate freedom? And mm-hmm. after that, we dive into their journey, how they got to where they were, uh, you know, to really kind of start inspiring our listeners. And then we get into the question, the conversations of their expertise and how that can help our listeners. And whatever their expertise is, we're going to dive into that. Uh, you know, and I think one of my big advantages is I am my ideal listener. I am that person. I am a small business owner. I want to learn these things too. Uh, you know, so with that being said, you know, always working on your craft, getting feedback from your guests, listening to other podcasts. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of like anything else. You want to be really good at it. You got to practice a lot. You got to be willing to put yourself on that proverbial stage. You know, you got to be willing to fail because that's the only way you're going to get better. You're never going to get, you can read all the books you want. It's great. It's going to give you the foundation, but you really just have to go implement it. And then if you have other people in your corner, kind of encouraging you, helping you, uh, it's going to be a lot more fun along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you said you ask for feedback. Do you ask for feedback from your guests? I do. So 
I like to do two things. One, kind of at the beginning, kind of what you and I did, Tibor, you know, the first couple minutes, just kind of get to know them, kind of, you know, set the stage per se. And then at the end, hey, what did you think? You know, what could we have done better? Uh, and I think part of it is also in the preparation before, uh, you know, to at the end of the day, the, the spotlight is on the guest. So we want to make sure that we're working together to get the message out that they want to get out. So having that conversation before, you know, hey, do you have a book launch coming up? Hey, do you have any cool online courses coming up? Uh, this episode's going to go, you know, live on December 15th. Do you have anything relevant to that date? So really making them, you know, comfortable and showing that I don't really want any of the tension. I just want to provide a bunch, you know, be the facilitator to provide a bunch of value to my, you know, listeners. I think when you can do that, it's going to be way more authentic. And at the end, how do we do? What could we have done better? You know, and then after that, following up via email, hey, thanks so much. You know, let us know if there's anything else we can do. So really, for me, the interview, there's so much more than just the interview. You're really networking, creating deep relationships with people. In my opinion, the podcast world is a very tight-knit community, too. The, the longer you're in it, it's not like most worlds where people are too good for you. It's like, hey, I was there once before. I'd love to help you. I'd love to come on your show. I'd love to be a guest. I, you know, I'd love to have you on my show, whatever it might be. You know, the, the more you can immerse yourself into that world and stay connected, you know, the better you're going to be. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you've mentioned a couple of really uh, great things. And I was wondering if we could actually go through the whole process. So what you do before the interview, because you have mentioned a couple of things, for example, follow-up emails. I don't do that. So I send out emails when I release the episode, for example. And I think everybody does it a little bit differently. And I think it would be useful for aspiring podcasters to know more about these processes. And you're very good at processes, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. So I'm a systems and processes person. So <laughs> I think I do have the benefit of that. So right now I still do pretty much all of my backend work, you know, but I've built it where somebody else could do it if I wanted to hire a VA to do it. But, you know, really the way my process works is once I'm going to say once we've booked somebody, mm -hmm. hey, yeah. we're good to go. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll confirm with them we're good to go. And then a week before, uh, what I do every Friday morning is I go look and if I'm going to have any, I do all my podcast interviews on one day of the week. So I do all mine on Thursdays, at least at time of recording. So the Friday before, it's just kind of part of my routine is I send out all of my podcasting emails. So those podcasting emails could be, hey, we're scheduled, to, you know, you're scheduled to be on the show next Thursday at 10 o'clock. Just want to make sure you're good. Here's the flow. It's going to be 20 to 30 minutes. Let me know if there's anything you want to throw in. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so we do that. And then say we interview them a week later. So we interview them on a Thursday, the following Friday. That's when I'll send them just a nice, you know, thank you email. Uh, if you want, you can also send a, a video. Video emails are, you know, to me, a really cool thing to, to do some authentic, authentic connection. So the week yes. after, I just say, hey, Tibor, thanks so much. Uh, you know, your episode 454, you're going to be out on December 15th. Uh, if you have anything else you want to put in the show notes, just let us know. So that's the next email. And then all of my interviews go live on Monday. So every Friday, so you can you pick up a theme. I send all my emails basically on Friday. So every Friday, I also email the guest that's going to be on the show 
or is going to be on, you know, live uh, aired on Monday, released on Monday. So I'll send them an email Friday morning and just say, hey, super excited. Your podcast is going to be live on Monday. Uh, you know, let us know if there's any last minute things you want to include on the show notes. Uh, but here is some social media stuff that you can get the word out. We'll be sure to get the word out on our end. So we do that on Friday. And then the only other time I send an email is that Monday morning. So I'll send them an email Monday morning and say, hey, your episode's live. Here's all the links, the show notes link, uh, you know, and let us know if you need anything else. Thanks again. So they get a series of emails for me. It just makes one. It makes my life a lot easier because everyone always shows up to their interview because I'm I got sick of booking interviews and people not showing up personally. So when you can show that you're yeah. ge- you you genuinely want them on your show, they're more likely to show up. People are busy. Sometimes they forget. And then just, you know, thanking them several times and being their kind of number one advocate usually pays off in the long run. So that's kind of the series of emails that I send out. So, you know, if you think about it, there's like four or five emails uh, in total but I've systematized it where I send them all on Friday. So, you know, I send it for the person that's going to be on on Monday. I send it for the people that are going to be interviewed next Thursday. And then I send it to the people who I just interviewed last Thursday. Uh, and then I send the email on Monday too. So that's my, uh, that's my email guest communication uh, system, if you want to call it that. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing. So I definitely don't send that many email. Um I send, but thanks for sharing. That's really, really helpful, especially for those who don't have anything in place yet. So I usually send out a reminder before the conversation, three days prior to the actual recording, and then a thank you email. And I was wondering, because when you, for example, prepare your guests, like what do you send out? So do you have an outline? So do you prepare an outline for for the guests, uh, a specific one based on your research? Because I want to dive a little bit deeper into how you do the research and how much research you think should be done, because I think it's also different for different people. Yeah, that's a good question. So I would probably be the opposite of a lot of time because I do want to remain curious. So I don't want to you know, think I know everything. Uh, so I would say in general... The time I spend doing research is probably less than 15 minutes because I want to go, I want to know enough about what they do, what their expertise is, but I also want to have talking points where I can dive further into those, leveraging them. So once this is assuming once they've already booked. So, you know, when they booked, I ask for their bio, I ask for their headshot, I ask for their intro, all the things that I need to kind of produce the show more or less. Uh you know, but then as far as research, I will go on their website, I'll go on their social media, I'll, I'll learn enough about them, you know, what their expertise is, maybe some talking points they have. Uh, a lot more guests now are starting to have what they call one sheets. So it's a one, you know, one page PDF that has some of the talking points that they're really good at that, that what they like. Uh, mm, so yeah. I would say, to be honest, less than 15 minutes. And I always do it more or less right before the show. And the way I have a, I just have a Word doc on my computer where I have kind of the flow, their intro, you know, the bullet points you want to talk about, the outro and all that. Uh, But I like to do it, you know, keep it top of mind. So I do it right before. So for instance, at the time of this, we're recording, I have an interview that I'm going to interview somebody right after this. So right before you and I jumped on, I did the research on the person that I'm going to be interviewing. So I have the talking points and then we can go from there. So I don't like to spend too much time because I do like to remain curious. I do like to be really you know, interested in the conversation instead of like, oh, I know everything about this guy. It's not going to be that much fun. So for anybody listening out there, you don't need to kill yourself on <laughs> the uh, on the research, but do enough so that way your guest feels welcome that 
the guests can tell that you did do some research, you know what they're about, and you're not just going in blind. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point. And now you have to tell us how you reduced it to 15 minutes because I do much more, that's for sure. So at least I feel, you know, one, two hours. And uh, so what do you go through? Basically website or just a short bio, Facebook, social media, or what exactly do you go through before the interview? Yeah, it's a great question, Tibor. So on my booking form, they have to put in their website, their links to social media uh, and the things that I can then just go click on and go research. So I'll always go to their website, see what, you know, see what they do, what they offer. Uh, and then I'll go to their social media to see what's you know relevant to them today, if they have anything coming up. Uh, so I get a good idea of, you know, what they do. So, you know, their website, I can click through their website five to seven minutes. And then if I check out, usually their LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram is kind of the three that I would check out two to three minutes on each one of those. And I'm good to go. So uh, yeah. that's, you know, I would say that plus when they booked originally, I knew they were a good fit. So I, you know, I maybe did five minutes of research on them then just to make sure, hey, this is somebody that my ideal audience would really, really enjoy. So that's what I do, you know, and then I usually have anywhere between four to seven bullet points of what I want to talk about based on that research. So I'll just be kind of typing up, oh, they're good at this. Let's dive into that. Oh, they have a crazy story about the one time that they did X, Y, and Z. You know, let's let's ask about that. So that's yeah. really how I've condensed it into 15 minutes. Uh, you know, and since I do all of my interviews on the same day, uh, I usually only do interviews like once a month and I'll kind of stack them up in, in my calendar. So usually the morning of that day, I'll go research, you know, the three, four or five people that I'm going to interview that day. Uh, and then I'd have separate documents for each person. Yeah, that's amazing. But do you send out this research or an outline for for the guest actually? I, I do not. No. So in my in my reminder emails that go out, say a week before, I say if there's anything in specific that you do want to talk about, please let me know. So I I kind of put it in their court. And once in a while, they'll tell me, yeah, let's dive dive into this. It's a new offering I got, or hey, my book's coming out soon. Uh, but if they don't tell me anything, then it's really up to me to determine what's going to be best for my audience. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And you've mentioned a couple of uh, things before. So for example, questioning skills, listening, curiosity. And I was just wondering, because you prepare for the interview, but you also said you don't stick to the points. So you go with the flow or, you know, with your curiosity. So how do you do this in the interview? Like, do you try to stick to the points or just ask what you're curious about? Yeah. So I try and have a really good flow. So kind of starting with their journey, kind of their backstory of where they went, you know, where they started, how they got to where they are today. And then that brings us up to today. Okay. Now let's dive into kind of your expertise. What do you do? And kind of, I usually walk that, walk it, walk it through as if I was like one of their customers, more or less like, okay, this is what you're really good at. Step one is this. Okay. Once we figured out that, what do we need to do? Um, but if something, if they say something really interesting, then like, okay, we're coming back to that. So, uh, what I do is I have a post-it note just here on my desk and I'm always taking notes when the person is talking. So if something interesting comes up, I'll just make a note of that. Like, okay, come to, come back to that. Tibor said, man, he, he really loves doing business this way because of this result. And then he just kept going. I'm like, I'm going to come back to that. So I'll just make a note and kind of, kind of go back to that. Cause I know, like I said several times, I am my ideal listener. So I know they probably want to dive into that as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do the same. I, I'm taking notes, but sometimes I realize that, you know, sometimes I took a note, something was important at that moment of time, and then we went on and I want to dive deeper somewhere else. So that's 
kind of like interesting because, you know, I'm trying to follow what's coming up in the conversation, you know, and then try to ask questions there. How do you, how do you maintain this curiosity? You know, sometimes it's hard if, you know, the, the guests could have some really good content, really good, valuable information. They're a really good expert, but maybe they're just not that great of a guest. They don't know how to hold a conversation or we've all had the guests that you ask them a simple question. It's like a 15 minute answer. So, you know, <laughs> I don't like to interrupt, you, people, off. you know, so I just kind of let them go. I'm sure you've talked to other podcast interviewers as well, where you can usually tell based on the length of the actual interview. So if there's like a 15 minute podcast interview, it's like, oh, that just, it either wasn't interesting or maybe it could have been interesting, but the guests just <laughs> had really short answers. Uh, for me, the, the, the longest interviews that I do are probably my best guests just because like I could go on for hours because I'm genuinely curious. So, you know, sometimes it is hard, but I think it all starts back to, you know, what is your process to accept guests? And don't just accept any guest because you're desperate for a guest. Nowadays, everybody wants to be a guest on a podcast. So really get kind of picky. Obviously, the, the longer your show goes, the pickier you can get. Uh, but, you know, we were talking before the show, I get at least two emails every single day from people or, you know, agencies or, you know, executive assistants, people that want to get on my podcast. And I just simply, you know, right now at this point in time recording, it's beginning of August. I'm already booked up for the rest of the year with guests. Mm -hmm. So I just mm -hmm. tell them, Hey, thanks for reaching out, but you know, we're booked up for the rest of the year. Uh, or I'll just say, Hey, it's not a great fit. You know, clearly you didn't do your research because you're just spamming this email out to everybody and it's not going to be a great fit. So I'm not going to be curious and my listeners aren't going to get, get value. I'm not going to bring somebody on just to bring them on and then lose a bunch of listeners, you know, and that's really not, that's not really my mission. My mission is to give as much value as possible to small business owners out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I couldn't agree more. So it has to be a great fit in order for you to be curious and maintain this curiosity because if it's not a good fit, you don't really enjoy the conversation or the topic as a host. And I also wanted to get back to this. Um, you've mentioned um, if you can be picky as a host. And I was thinking about aspiring podcasters or someone who starts a podcast or is about to start a podcast. What would you tell them when it comes to guests, for example? Because I can imagine that a lot of people think that they just cannot reach out to bigger names and invite them on the show. Yeah. And you don't have to reach out to bigger names. Uh, I would say the re you know, the reason most people turn off a podcast is because the quality of the audio is not good. Doesn't matter how good the content is like that poor quality just hurts our ears and we turn it off no matter who the guest is getting people on your show that have been guests many times or their podcasters. You know, one of the, one of the strategies that I like to do is exchange interviews with podcasters. If you know, it's a good fit for both sides because I know they're going to show up ready. They're going to have a good microphone. They're going to have a good internet connection. They're not going to be at a coffee shop on their phone. Um, <laughs> you know, so for me, that's probably the pickiest is they need to have some sort of experience. Now we all got to start somewhere, but they need to at least have good quality equipment in a decent room and a good internet connection, you know, so that way yeah. you can at least, you know, kind of cut your teeth, get better, uh, improve, but at least the quality of the sound is really good. And that's going to keep people around longer just because it doesn't hurt our ears. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you are saying quality is really, really important, right? Audio quality. 
Yeah. I mean, I would say it's super important. And as you know, T-Board and you teach all your students that, you know, it's not that expensive. So I have a, you know, ATR 2100 mic, it's USB. It just plugs right in. Uh, I don't think they make this version anymore, but they do have other versions now. And, you know, it's less than a hundred dollars and you can, you know, there's so many good tools out there now, but if you have a good mic in a decent room, you know, you got your notifications turned off. There aren't kids screaming or dogs barking in the background. Uh, you know, it, it comes across way more professional. So I think that's for me, one of the big, one of the big reasons I bring on guests that have experience, because you might think that guests are, you know, too good for your show that just started, but most Mm -hmm. guests, unless you get to the top, top, top tier, they're going to be fired up just to get on any podcast. So, uh, you know, even if they've been on hundreds, I think it's also kind of the reciprocity of kind of giving back to the community. It's like, oh, you're launching a podcast. I would love to help and be one of your first guests. I tell that to everybody, uh, you know, and I've been, I've been a guest on, I would say at least 50 shows just this year. Um, but I, I would, I just love the fact that other people are starting podcasts and if they need a quality guest and it's a good fit, I'm happy to help. So, so yeah, you know, kind of bringing it full circle, audio quality is so important. Uh, and then obviously the topic has to be relevant, uh, to your audience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So people are willing to come on podcasts and, and why is it so why is it so hot? So people just want to share their message? Yeah. So, you know, really leveraging other people's stages to get the word out to people that might not know about them. So if you look at, you know, the big the biggest podcast, say in the world, everybody wants to be a guest on it because hey, maybe those people don't know who I am. And you can even look at bigger things like like a TV show like Shark Tank. People just want to get on that stage and leverage that stage to get the word out about their product. And Podcasting is no different, you know, and no matter what your business model is, you know, if mm. your ideal audience is there uh, and they're not, you know, you know, listing your podcast, then, hey, I'm going to go get on someone else's podcast. And to be honest, that's one of the best ways that I've grown my show is being a guest on other people's podcasts. And they say, hey, how can we learn more about you? I'll say, hey, go check out my podcast. And then they come check out my podcast. So it is a valuable thing if you're good, you know, if you're good at being a guest and, you know, the only way to do that is to get started. Um, and the better you get at it, the more shows you get on, then you just keep, you know, working your way up to get on better and better shows. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thanks for sharing that growth strategy for <laughs> podcasters. And um, yeah, as we are coming to the end of this episode, I wanted to ask you about if you have any book or podcast host interior in mind that you would recommend to aspiring podcasters, a book that they can uh, read or someone who they can listen to. Yeah. So I would, you know, I would say really find somebody in your niche that is already doing something pretty well. So, you know, I like to listen. I'm a, I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a coach, you know, so I like to listen. I like to listen to other people in that space. One, because I can learn, but two, I, you know, I can learn to help my business, but then I can also learn to become a better podcaster. So just kind of looking at the podcast that I listened to when I first got started listening to podcasts, it was Smart Passive Income. It was EO Fire. Those are kind of the two that I listened to. Uh, And then eventually kind of moved on to those. Uh, Amy Porterfield, you know, she has a really good podcast um, that I, you know, I enjoy just, she seems super authentic. Uh, she brings on really good guests. So if you guys haven't listened, you know, to her podcast, I think it's uh, online marketing made easy or something like that. Uh, but Amy Porterfield, I would recommend just she seems like a really genuine individual who brings on really good guests, really good interview for people that are putting together show notes. She puts together like the best giveaways and show notes possible. Obviously, it's not her. It's her team. 
but she'll give you like everything that you talked about in a nice PDF. Uh, so it could be somebody to inspire you as well. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Thanks for sharing. And before I ask my last question, tell the listeners where they can find you online and your podcast. Yeah, so uh, for any business owners, entrepreneurs out there, my podcast is called Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. We interview someone awesome every week. So go check that out on whatever you're listening on this platform. And then if you want to connect, uh, the easiest way would just go to my website, paulmaskill.com. I know Tibor will link that up in the show notes, and that's got the link to all my social media. And you can find me. There's only a couple of Paul Maskills in the world, so you can find me anywhere that, that works for you. And then, like I said, the podcast, if you're an avid podcast listener, check it out. Business Owners Freedom Formula Show. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And yes, the links are going to be in the show notes. And my last question is, what is your vision for your podcast in the future? Yeah, that's a great question, Tibor. And I kind of reevaluate every year, you know, what, what my podcast strategy is. So when I first started, I actually did one interview, like kind of going in phases. So the first year I did one interview and then two quick solo shows. And then the next year I got rid of one of the solo shows and they were both like less than 10 minutes. But then I alternated the Monday. So Monday was one interview, you know, 25 to 35 minutes. And then the next week would be me 25 to 35 minutes doing a solo show. And then this year, uh, I pared it down to just doing one interview every week. So I had a lot of feedback that we just love the guests. The guests say you're a great interviewer. Uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to bring a guest back every week. Uh, and then I was doing one solo show every Thursday. Uh, and now my focus, instead of doing that solo show, I'm still doing the interview once a week. Uh, I love doing that. But now instead of doing this solo show, my focus is on getting on at least uh, one, at least one podcast, ideally two podcasts a week, you know, as a guest. So uh, mm -hmm. that's my podcast strategy right now going into the rest of 2020 into 21. Wow. Uh, but you never know, you know, how that could change. So I, I recommend everybody, you know, just because you started one way doesn't mean that's how you have to do it forever. I'm always upfront with my audience. I'll just say, hey, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Uh, and, you know, people reach out randomly. Uh, because I will leave you know people with this. It can feel like a lonely world. It might feel like no one's listening, even if your statistics say people are listening. But if you have some good calls to action for people to reach out, I'll just get random emails or random Facebook messages or LinkedIn connections and like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. Your podcast is amazing. Uh, and getting messages like that is really what keeps me going, you know, and really just, you know, motivates me to keep doing what I'm doing. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And I wish you good luck with your podcast. And thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks, Tibor. Really enjoyed it. I appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Podcast Interview Mastery Show. If you feel inspired to hang out with other like-minded podcasters, make sure to join the Podcast Interview Nation community at mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview nation. If you want to check out the details, show notes, book recommendations, interview tips, and free resources, please make sure to head over to our website, mindsethorizon.com forward slash interview. I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. I will catch you next time. And until then, be world class, my friend. <laughs>